Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. 1 Samuel chapter number 17, verses 40 through 51. Today's message is give me five stones. Give me five stones. This is David. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the book, from the brook, excuse me, from the brook, and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistines. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. So the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give your carcass to the camp of the Philistines, to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands." And so it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead so that stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out, out of its sheath, and killed him and cut off his head with it. Everybody say, wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a story. Give me five stones. Father, I pray today that your spirit of strength and might and faith and confidence in your great name And the small resources you have given to us would arise in our spirits and our hearts right now. I pray for somebody that needs a big win, that you would help them win in their life. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Becoming a daily New Testament church. That's what we are. That's what we are striving for and what we are always going to be, a New Testament church. This New Testament has been going on for nearly 2,000 years, and it's never failed the church yet. This covenant that the Lord gave us with his very own blood and his very own gospel is still saving souls to this day, and we've got the signs to prove it. (laughs) I was over there and counted as I saw 12 people speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. And I said, I'm in a daily New Testament church, amen. That's not them, that's the Holy Ghost talking through them, praise God. Amen, we have miracles, we have wonders, 
We have signs. We have testimonies of marriages being healed. We have testimonies, amen, of relationships and families with parents and children being healed. We have people, amen, who have given up all and lost all hope, given up, but they came here and found a reason to live. Hallelujah. That doesn't just come by accident in our working and our doings, but it's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it is by the Spirit of the living God who is fueling this daily New Testament church. And we have prayed and we have felt we could do many things, but this year we are focusing on five major things. Or give me five. Number one, Bible studies. Number two, prayers on location. Number three, spiritual conversations. Number four, spiritual invitations. Number five, acts of service. Through these five things in the year 2023 and for many more years to come, you and I will see many repent because of these things. You and I will see baptisms in Jesus' name through these five things. You and I will see it with our own eyes. People will be filled with the miraculous gift of the Holy Ghost, the sign of speaking in other tongues. You and I will see healings through these five things. You and I will see miracles through these five things. You and I will see devils cast out through these five things. Amen. The Bible says by the simple foolishness of preaching, people are saved. Yes, your Bible studies, amen, is going to come against the gates of hell in somebody's home. Just your acts of kindness, loaning your lawnmower to your neighbor, that may be the very person you baptize, amen, not too long from that. Hallelujah, just a social limitation, a fish fry or something at your house. Somebody may be talking about a need or something in your life. Stop frying the fish or whatever you're doing and saying, let's pray and watch God heal them of their diabetes right there in your backyard. I'm telling you, these give me fives, amen. It's not just simple things. It's not just a flyer, but it's real ministry that God is wanting to do through his people. And if you believe in the power of these five things, can you clap your hands unto the Lord and say, use me, use me to do it. David picked up five smooth stones and it only took one of them to bring down the greatest warrior of his day and his generation. Now we want you to try to use all five, but we have found that it only takes just one of them to start with. Just one Bible study may be the key. It may not be a Bible study, but all they need is a prayer on location. It may not be a Bible study or prayer, but they just want to talk and have a conversation. They may not want any of that, but supernaturally a social invitation into the home or out to coffee or an act of service. Amen. We can touch Kansas City with these things. We can move heaven with these things. We can move mountains with these things. These are a power. Amen. And this church is a force to be reckoned with here in Kansas City. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David is there in his land and a giant, a ferocious, hideous giant, a man of war is taunting, threatening, speaking blasphemous words against the armies of Israel, the armies of God. And David, a shepherd, He's never fought in battle, never been a warrior, could not believe that nobody from Israel would go up and fight this man. It shocked him 
He said, is this not a great cause? But nobody would fight him, not even the king. Nobody did anything. And let me tell you, you're going to come up against things like that in your life where it feels like if we would just send one person out there, but nobody will go. When that time comes, it may just be you are the one that God wants to send. Hallelujah. God wants us to believe in ourselves. I said God wants us to believe in ourselves. I'll tell you what, doing nothing is rarely ever God's will. Doing nothing is usually only God's will maybe when to save you from burnout or something like that. To come away and rest. That's when you do nothing and it's according to God. But when it comes to a giant, anything that is intimidating, anything that is coming against God's plan, coming against God's provision, the answer is not sit and do nothing and wait. The answer is to take action. Praise the Lord. I remember three years ago, the announcement came, a deadly virus coming out of China, spreading across Europe, all across the world, has now entered America, and it's time to shut down. I remember thinking, how in the world can we have church being shut down? How are people being here and used to this? How are they going to be able to have church in their phones on Sunday morning? You know, a lot of churches said, we're just not going to do anything. You know, read your Bible on your own. We're going to close up our doors, and whenever they say we can open them, that's when we'll start having church again. And we even thought about doing that, but our bishop said, no, we can't do nothing. We've got to do something. And so a bunch of us started taping up our phones and setting up this and setting up that. We'd never done anything like it. We started having church in the middle of a lockdown, praise the Lord. And we heard reports, amen, of people getting the Holy Ghost in their home. Amen. People were even being baptized in the swimming pool. I've come to tell you, when you do something, even if it's just a sling and a stone, amen, God will move. I remember that time. Amen. Sister Dee brought a friend she was discipling to be baptized. And I remember when I talked to her, she kind of looked at me going like this. I didn't understand what she was doing until she got into the baptism tank. And I said, Sister, not only are you going to have your sins washed away, but God is going to heal your body. And when she came up out of the water, I could see the transformation on her countenance. And then she looked at me, looked at the water, looked at her disciple maker, and she said, I can hear. I haven't been able to hear this clear in several years. God opened her ears. Amen. In the middle of social distancing, in the middle of a lockdown, amen. God opened, amen, the ears of the deaf and washed away sins. Praise the Lord. You can do anything for God if you will just do something. And these give me fives. It's doing something. You may think, I don't know how to pray. Well, you need to learn. But in the process of that, do you know how to cook? Cook. <laughs> if you're good at something, do it for the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's what David was. He wasn't a man of war. He didn't know the sword. He didn't know the spear. But he knew how to throw stones. And he said, I'll give God, amen, my very best and come against the enemies of Israel. And he'll win every time. Amen. Amen. You may not be able to preach, but if you know how to get a hold of God in the altar, praying for somebody is your give me five. Hallelujah. You may not know how to teach a Bible study. That's okay. But you know how to throw a party. Go in and throw it. Let's see what God will do through your give me five. Hallelujah. Praise God. Nobody believed in David. Matter of fact, the king said, you can't go and fight. You need my armor. 
You need to have what I wear. And he put it on David, and David looked at it and said, it hasn't been tested. And I'm sure the king's thinking, I've tested it many times. But David said, no, I haven't tested it. I don't know if it works. You know, I think what's going on there, God moved upon David in that moment and said, you don't need another man's armor, especially somebody like Saul. You stick with what you know. You stick with what you're good at and go out and get a victory for me in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hey, man, don't let somebody else try to put their armor on you. You do it how you know to do it. You go after it how you know to go after it. Amen. And until you have tested it for yourself, don't do it. Hallelujah. But hallelujah, don't change the way you talk. Don't change the way you do this and that and the other. You use your God-given personality and your God-given ways. And that's the people that God will use you to reach. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He prevailed over a giant with a sling and a stone. You know, I've learned you can do a lot with so little. You really can. I'm telling you, you don't need the latest of this, the latest of that. Sometimes it helps here and there. But I'm telling you what, people have changed the world with just simply their own phone. They didn't need a big studio. They didn't need a big audience, but some of the greatest influencers in all the world have just been using their phone. I like big Bibles. I got a new one up here, but can I tell you, some of the greatest Bible studies I had when I was a youth pastor was this little old Bible I had. I don't know why it wasn't that expensive. I liked it, but you don't need a nice this or a nice that. Don't think, oh, if I could only just get perfect. If I could only have that car, God would really use me. If I only lived in that house, God would really use me. If only I got up here and sang a solo, God would really use me. Let me tell you this. You can be driving a jalopy and still be used by the Lord. Hallelujah. You can come in here and not dress the best, but amen, God can still use you. Amen. It doesn't matter what you have. Amen. If you'll just use it for God, you can see a victory. I like the idea of a sling and a stone. Several years ago, I got to observe in our worship, and I saw people doing amazing, amazing things. There was a few times I saw people up here at the altar, whenever God moved upon them, they went like this. And it wasn't they were afraid or they were worried something was going to fall on their head. They went like this. You know what the Bible says when the Holy upon somebody? It says, I will give them rivers of living water. And you know what I think is going on right there? We can't see it through the spirit, but great water is being dumped on that person, and they feel it right then and there. (laughs) Ever seen somebody fall on the floor and roll? What do you do when you're on fire? (laughs) And you laugh, but I think it's real. I've seen people act like a big bucket of water got dumped on them after a big win that KU didn't have yesterday. Oh, God, we're going to talk about that. They dump water on the coach, and what does the coach do? Oh, like that. It's God dumping something on you. You fall on the floor and move, that's the fire of God falling upon you. Hallelujah. You start crying for no reason, that's God touching your heart. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever seen this in the church? (laughs) You know what I don't see too much? I don't really see a whole lot of sword fighting when the spear gets to moving on us. But you know what I see? I like to see Gary Morgans do it back there. He gets that thing going right there. You know what I think that is? 
It's the ancient movement of war from King David coming upon somebody when you're up against a giant. And I'm coming to tell you, amen, if you feel that here today, you go ahead and do that and swing that sling and let that stone go and watch God do something amazing. But I've seen us, we move and we don't even know why, but the Holy Ghost does. And I saw it this morning, somebody back there was doing this right there, and I thought, that's my son, I know what I need to preach. Somebody's ready to throw a rock at a giant today, hallelujah. Church, I wish I could tell you that we've got God and we never have to fight. I wish I could tell you that in our walk with God, we'd always have continued peace. But that's not what the Lord said. He said the kingdom of heaven suffers. It has to go through violence. And the violent take it by force. I thought after I got baptized and got the Holy Ghost that I would just be in heaven all day long. Oh, Yeah, I'm not of this world. Amen. I belong to something even greater. But while we are in this world, we have to be in this world, but not of this world. But you and I have to go through things that anybody living in this world has to go through. The Lord said, I will be there for you when you fight. And you and I will come up against battles together as a church together as families, and sometimes as individuals. But Jesus said the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church. Praise God. Isn't that something? The first place the church is ever mentioned in the Bible, it wasn't shouting and dancing. That's not the context. It wasn't healing and miracles. But Jesus said, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell or not prevail against it. That's the first mention of the church. We would have to battle hell. You know what the second time is the church is mentioned? Jesus said, if you have aught or a disagreement with a brother and he won't hear you, bring it to the church. The first mention is battling hell. The second mention is conflicts with each other. That's what church is for, praise the Lord. And Jesus said it. You're going to have battles. But through him and his name, you can win and prevail. Praise the Lord. You and I face giants. Now, thank the Lord, David, the king, cut off all the race of giants. You and I will never have to physically fight them. Praise the Lord. You think about that. Shaquille O'Neal, who's just an inch above seven foot, it's a big man. Goliath, the other giants, 9, 10, 11, 12 feet. Giants are bigger than you. They're greater than you, have bigger weapons than you, standing there on your turf, taunting you. You and I face giants like that often in this life. You and I face diseases sometimes that are so much bigger than us, so much bigger than anything you and I have ever went through, but demons taunting us, threatening our very life. You and I sometimes have to battle unclean spirits, demonic forces wreaking havoc in our lives. It seems like they're bigger and mightier, have greater weapons and greater words than us. We're up against giants. And then at times, you and I have to battle against the evil people of this world, sent by the devil, messengers of Satan. They seem greater than us. They seem more articulate than us. They seem to be more advanced than us. And nobody else will fight it because it's your battle to fight. 
And I believe that the Lord has given us the give me five and insights from this story on how to win against something that's bigger than you, something that is greater than you. You take a look at Goliath and all the things he cursed David with. He disdained his youth. You think about that. Do we have a 15, 16-year-old young man here? All right, Jalen right there, Jackson right there. You think about that. These guys going up against 12-foot men. That's what it was like. He said, you're young. And not only that, but he cursed their good looks, which Goliath would do that, good-looking guys up there. He did. He said, you're young and handsome, not a grown man of war. You got little lily-white hands or whatever. I don't know what he said. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. That was where that came from. Insulted his age and insulted the way he looked. He shamed him for the weapons he brought. He said, you got little sticks. Am I a dog that you come to fight me with sticks? And he cursed David by his gods. That was a big thing back then. Israel only served one God. And they serve one God to this day. And you and I serve that same still one God. Not two, not three, not four, four million. We serve the one God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Cursed him by his gods. And he threatened him and said, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beast of the field. Anytime you're up against a giant, those are the same signs. You will be mocked for your age. You will be mocked for the way you look. You will be mocked for the things that you have. You will be mocked for the God you worship. And you will be threatened with death itself. That's the giant. That's when you're up against something that is bigger and greater than you. And it's your battle alone to fight. Goliath had five weapons. How about that? He brought there to battle a javelin. He brought a spear, brought a sword, brought a shield, and brought armor. Sharp weapons, weapons with multiple uses. And what does David have? He doesn't have a sword. He doesn't have a javelin. He doesn't have a shield. He doesn't have any armor. All he has, what he knows to fight with, and that is five stones in his little pocket right there. Mm. I've heard a lot of preachers preach what these five stones represent. I've, <laughs> I've heard some say it was J-E-S, J-E-S-U-S, sticking his hands right there, J-E, pulling the S out of the water, the U, the S, all of that, and preached the house down, and people got the Holy Ghost. Hey, that may have been right what it was, and if you like that sermon, and maybe one of your pastors preached that, and it's your favorite message, I'm not going to try to change your opinion today, all right? I've heard some say Goliath had five brothers and all those rocks were for his brothers. And that's true, he did. But I don't know if that's the reason he picked up five stones. I think the reason he picked up five stones is that is usually what he had in the pouch. Every day, that's all that would fit in there. And that's what he needed to take care of his sheep. Just five there. That was his capacity. Maybe he would update to a double stack pouch, perhaps right there. I don't know, but that's all he had to come up against that. And God showed him in all of Israel that you can do so much with so little. You don't need many words like this great giant. You don't need many great tools and great weapons. 
But if you will come to him with the weapons that you know and the God that you love, you can take him down. Praise the Lord. David not only had those five smooth stones, but he had something else in his weapon arsenal. David said, I come to you, number one, in the name of the Lord. I come to you in the name of the Lord. You know what he's doing? He's speaking to a mountain. He's not saying, God, if you want to give me victory, you'll give me victory today. Oh, no, he already knew that because that giant was on his turf and his land that God promised his father Abraham. That land belonged to him. It was the will of God, and he knew it. He spoke directly to that mountain, directly to that giant. I come to you in the name of the Lord. Secondly, he said, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. Thirdly, he said, God doesn't save with a sword or a spear. And fourthly, he said, the battle is the Lord's. And he prophesied and said, the Lord will give you into our hands today. Goliath had five weapons. David had five stones. Goliath had five words to curse. David had five words back for him. And they went together for battle. You know the story. David got to doing this. And the giant fell down. And God gave great victory to Israel that day. Praise the Lord. That's the power of the name. That's the power of using what you got. The power of using what you know how to do for the Lord. Several weeks ago, I know I mentioned it last Sunday, I feel a, I just feel like I've released to tell this to the church, but we have a precious lady in our church, and I don't want to say her name. Many of you know her. Precious lady that's been coming to our church off and on for the past six months. She's in our discipleship classes in our CR recovery group. She is doing so well, and we thank God for what is happening here at this church. You know, the other day, a, a man in this church came up to me, and he said, I feel like I've been in church for a long time, but I've never been able to get it. And I gave him a hug, and I said, you know what, bro, it's all right. Take your time. Everybody's on a different journey, you know. Now you want to, you know, grow in the Lord and go far, but he said, I just feel so much love in this church, but I feel like I'm not growing. I said, that's right. I said, you want to know why? The TLC is like a big swimming pool. We got some folks that come here, all they want to do is sit in the comfy chair and sip on a lemonade and watch everybody else jump in, right? You want to watch the little kids play, the kids minute. They just like to watch, you know, watch everybody else have fun. You, you know people like that. They come to church, they don't worship, they don't get with it, they just love to watch other people, and that is their fun. You know what, if you're like that, keep on coming, keep on watching. It's only a matter of time before somebody pushes you in the pool and you're going to have to learn to swim. <laughs> and is right and we got people with floaties on they're in it they don't know how to work it yet but they're learning and we got people that kind of sneak a little bit over in the deep and then get back into the shallow end because they're scared but then we got folks they get on the diving board and do a big back flip a half gain or whatever just right in the water wherever you're at you're welcome to the TLC pool today Come on. You want to learn to swim? Come to discipleship classes. Oh, we'll teach you how. You'll learn. There are people that walk into there, never prayed in their life, and by the time they're out of it, they know how to pray and get a hold of God. Amen. 
you got shame in your life, you got brokenness in your life, come to those classes. We'll take great care of you. You're dealing with addiction, continued sorrow. Come to our Celebrate Recovery on Thursday nights. Amen. We'll help you how to swim. Praise the Lord. We have a lady. She's been coming to our discipleship and coming to our Celebrate Recovery, learning to swim. And this past Sunday she came, or two Sundays ago, she came running down to the altar. It's the greatest place you can be. Praise the Lord. You run to God. Amen. You're going to walk out of here changed in something different. Some of you saw our sweet sister down here praying. I looked down and I, I saw something that I knew was not right. And I kept observing it and I realized I was not just seeing her, but I was seeing an unclean spirit. I knelt down to her and I said, would you like spiritual warfare today? And with the look of desperation, she said, yes, I want it. So I said, devils, you know you have to go. Now go. Some of you saw it. Some of you were right there. I've gotten phone calls and texts about it. Some people have never seen anything like this in their life. Let me tell you something. The first place Jesus cast out devils, it was not in the tombs at the Gadarenes. It was not in the houses of some of the Greeks. Oh, no, it was in the synagogue among the people of God. And so I said, devils go. And I watched that lady go stiff as a board and collapse on the ground. And then she raised up and started digging her nails into the carpet like a cat. And I got to tell you, when I saw that, I said, yes, come on, let's go. I like that. You know what that's a sign of? That the light of God is shining. And what is there is being exposed. And I said, demons, you heard me, all of you. Go now in Jesus' name. And I watched that woman begin to cough, which is a sign the demons are leaving. And many of us saw it right there, and we worshiped and celebrated for the works of God as that woman was set free from darkness, set free from so many things right here at TLC Altar Call. Praise God. The greatest part of this all is she is a saved woman, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost's name, written in heaven. Hallelujah. That's a part of give me five. I just ministered a prayer right on the spot. And look what God did. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. And I looked up and saw some of you looking at it going. You know, Hollywood has ruined that stuff for us. We think spiritual warfare is supposed to be a crazy looking little girl in a bed and a creepy old man with a cross over her going like this. Oh, no. I don't come against the devil with a little silver cross. I come against him in the name of the Lord and the blood of Jesus. That's what I come against him with. Praise the Lord. And there was a newer disciple right next to her watching that happen. And I could tell by the look on his face he had never seen anything like that. I got to tell you, this newer disciple that's been coming more of a quiet man, but a delightful man to talk to. And this past Sunday in discipleship class, he said, I'd like to give a testimony. I said, let's hear it. He said, I was right next to, he just said that. <laughs> Speechless. He said, I'm going through something in my personal life that is very difficult. And I'm having to give a lot of money to it. Really, money's being taken from him in a family situation. And he said, the bills are stacking up. They're stacking up. 
But I believed and I trusted God. And at that moment, I knew there was something to this. And he said, I started praying. And he said, my mail that I got just this past Friday, I opened it up, saw more bills. But at the bottom of that was a check for several thousand dollars from a job I did several years ago that covered my bills. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand. Your give me five is not going to just be for one person because people are watching. One of these give me fives has a domino effect. And if you will just do it, you will see the testimony stack up from just that one thing. You and I are here today learning about King David. It all started when somebody said, I don't like my God being talked to like that. I don't like my people, my church being talked to like that. I've killed lion and bear. I can throw a rock at their forehead. I can throw a rock at that, <laughs> that giant's forehead. That's how you got to talk to yourself. And there are people in this room, you're afraid to fight. You're expecting somebody else to fight the problem for you. If it's been 40 days and it's just you, God is saying, I want to use you to get the victory in this moment. I want you to walk away with a testimony. After this victory, I want to promote you to something great. And God is saying, if you will just give me five, I'll do it. I come against fear in Jesus' name. It's a plague among us, and it's killing us right now. We're afraid to move. We're afraid to do anything. We're coming out of it now. We're moving into faith. I come against anxiety and depression and worry and all of these things. But I pray, Lord, right now for somebody that's being taunted by something bigger than them. This thing that is bigger than them, yes, it may be taller. It may be greater. It may have greater weapons and greater resources and greater this and that. And it's mocking their age. And it's mocking the way they look. And it's mocking their God and mocking things like that. I come against those words and I reverse that curse now upon that. In Jesus' name. May the power of his word and the blood he shed and the tools and the resources you have take down that giant right now. The Bible says that they fought in the Valley of Elah. TLC altar call is your Valley of Elah here today. And your giant is right here saying, come unto me right now. I wonder if there's anybody that's not afraid to fight. You come right now to this altar to fight this giant now. In Jesus' name. There's a great man of war right here. And you shall prevail through this. Come on, get your sling out. Get the name of Jesus out. Come on, somebody, get your give me five out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your five may be inviting somebody to lunch today. Your five may be praying for somebody at this altar here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today's the day of war. 
Today is the day of war. Today is the day of great victory. Hallelujah. I shall win. I shall win. I shall win. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.